Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel and to the world of spirits. We're now on the S's. The first S that we're going to start with is Sachamama. Sachamama is the jungle mother, a goddess of the Ecuadorian Amazon. She's a snake spirit, a gigantic primeval eared boa. Sachamama rose up from the underworld in the form of a two-headed snake, transforming into the tree of life. She now patrols and controls the jungle. Just like any ordinary snake, Sachamama can stay very still for a long time. I think it means for a very long time. Except in her case. Exponentially so. Sachamama may stay in one position for centuries so that she begins to resemble landscape. Foliage vines and leaves grow over her camouflaging her. She impregnates these botanicals with her power. When Sachamama finally moves, she has an effect of the earthquake. The ground splits open and trees topple. Sachamama can bless, protect and sponsor a shaman. She can also hypnotise and devour those who aggravate her. In the 21st century, the pendulum of renown has swung both ways for Sachamama. Amazonian shamanism and the Ayahuasca rituals with which she's associated are no longer isolated and local but attract international attention. Shamanic oriented tourism is a growth industry in the Amazon. In this context, Sachamama is acknowledged as a great goddess and venerator worldwide. Where traditional religion is suppressed, however, Sachamama is reduced to a huge scary snake monster, the subject of horror tales. Cryptid hunters search for sightings of this giant snake. Ooh. So if you ever come across a giant snake in the Amazon jungle, you are looking at Sachamama. The next spirit originates from Mexico. Santissima Muerte. It's actually La Santissima Muerte, the white girl. La Madrina, the godmother. La Comadra, the other mother. Corita Muerte, beloved death. Santa Muerte, Saint Death. La Facuita, the skinny girl. La Santissima Muerte, blessed death of the holy death, of most holy death, is a goddess in the form of a skeleton. She's the spirit of death, but she's also death itself. The Grim Reaper in sometimes glamorous robes, but holding her hourglass and scythe nonetheless. La Santimisa Muerte is loved and feared. She began her ascent to popularity in the modern form in approximately the 1950s or early 1960s, but she also falls squarely into an ancient Latin American tradition of venerating sacred bones. So who is La Santimisa Muerte? She may be a modern manifestation of the Aztec deity, Lady of Death. She may be a Mexican manifestation of the European Grim Reaper. She may be a spirit who appeared in a dream to a 19th century brujo, shaman sorcerer, witch, whatever, identifying herself and demanding veneration. She may be all of the above or a combination of any. La Satissima Muerta is beloved precisely because many feel comfortable asking her for anything including requests that other saints or spirits will automatically reject, either because they are not in harmony with church doctrine or because they are clearly not ethical. La Satissima Muerte is not petitioned lightly or casually. After all, you're literally conjuring death. It's dangerous to invoke her, 
But she can do everything and has access to knowledge and fears absolutely nothing. La Santimisa Muerte is petitioned for matters of life and death. She protects those in life-threatening situations or occupations, including those who work with scary people or must come in close proximity to them. Santissa Muerte is invoked for anything having to do with death, for instance, mercy killings or suicides. She may be petitioned for a quick, painless, happy death. She may be petitioned, for instance, with the dead and with the ancestral realm. La Santissima Muerte, it's a mouthful that, let me tell you, can obtain information from beyond and can banish ghosts. Santissima Muerte is particularly popular amongst prostitutes, fortune tellers, psychics and magical practitioners of all kinds. She is traditionally petitioned by women, seeking the return of errant husbands or lovers. She is invoked by women to make men behave. Although not entering the mainstream, for decades veneration of La Santissima Muerte was discouraged and even outlawed by local authorities. Strong attempts were made to sensationalise her. The rumour that if Santissima Muerte grants her request, she'll take the life of a loved one in exchange is blatantly untrue. A scare tactic intended to discourage veneration. This is said is always why with La Santissima Muerte, as with Error of the Spirit, for you to specify beforehand exactly what form your payment will take and when it will be given. La Santissima Muerte manifests as a robed, sometimes crowned, skeleton. <clears throat> In August 2007, La Santissima Muerte received a makeover. A new statue was unveiled in Mexico City displaying a brand new look for Saint Death. No longer skeletal, this image depicts her as a more conventional goddess, saint, or Madonna with a porcelain face, long flowing brown hair and a beautiful gown and veil. Her extreme pallor, the only clue to her true identity. La Santissima Muerte allegedly appeared to a woman in December 2006 requesting this image. But many older devotees have responded cynically, perceiving that her image is now being softened. La Santissima Muerte and the traditional images are easily available. Statues are colour-coded. Dressed in black, she's petitioned for revenge and protection. Dressed in red, incorporated in love spells. Dressed in white, she's petitioned for good fortune to break bad luck and for healing. Dressed in yellow or gold, she's invoked for economic success. Colour-coordinated candles may be lit to enforce requests and spells. She's attributed to a scythe scales crystal ball and the hourglass. Santissima Muerte generally resents having to share altar space, but because she's hard to handle, it's traditional to invoke her simultaneously with powerful but benevolent spirits like Saints Anthony or Elena or Archangel Michael, so they keep her in line if necessary. They're complementary spirits. She tolerates them and will allow their images to be placed on her near the altar. A bird is the owl. You should offer to her bread, water, incense, candles, prayers and veneration, a tattoo of her image, candy, fruit, flowers, usually white roses. Her flowers must always be fresh, not withered. Rum, sherry, tequila, whiskey, shiny red apples, chocolate, sugar skulls. Cigars and cigarettes are traditionally lit and the smoke blown over her image. So she's a lady of death. You know, um, that we are all, I think we all really know her because we've seen many things on the TV now about her. She's quite popular now, very popular indeed.
The next spirit is the Black Queen, Sara La Kali, also known as Saint Sara, Sara Kali, and Sara the Egyptian. Every May, the mysterious Sara La Kali is the subject of the largest annual Roman Gypsy pilgrimage. She is the single most significant sacred being venerated by the Roma, who flock to her shrine from around the world. Her identity is subject to strenuous debate. She may be the Egyptian servant who accompanies the three Marys, Mary Magdalene, Mary Jacobi and Mary Salome, to France. She may be a Romany priestess who greeted them upon their arrival in province. She may be the daughter of Mary Magdalene and Jesus Christ. She may be the Black Madonna. She may be the goddess Isis. She may be the goddess Kali, who accompany the Romany from their origins in India. Sara la Kali. Sari Kali in Romany literally means Sara the Black. Her name is spelled Sara and Sara. So what it means is spelled S-A-R-A-H, Sara and S-A-R-A, Sara. It's interchangeably. Although the addition of the H may serve to obliquely indicate Semitic roots and hint at her secret identity as the daughter of Jesus. Although commonly addressed as a Saint Sarah or Sarah, in fact she is not a canonised saint. Her remains are in the crypt, not in the church itself. For centuries she was publicly venerated only by the Romani. In recent years, however, she has emerged as an international goddess. An ancient rumour suggests that the three Marys, Sarah, Saint Martha and Joseph, escaped the fall of Judah by travelling together to France. King René of Anjou, 1409-1480, decided to investigate. He ordered excavations. The supposed relics of Saints Mary Jacobi and Mary Salome were discovered beneath the it says the choir of a primitive church. What's interesting? Human remains identified as belonging to Sara were found in the bronze chest. Pilgrimage began in the 15th century, coinciding with Roman immigration through Western Europe. Sara Lacani may be petitioned for anything, but her specialities are healing and fertility. Author Isabel Fonseca describes her as the Roman goddess of fate. Hmm. So she's different. Her feast day is held on the 13th of July. She shares a pilgrimage in the end of May with Mary Salome, Mary Jacobi. It's traditional to place clothing belonging to those suffering from illness or in need of healing on Sarah's statue. As the fabric absorbs the deity's power, healing is transmitted to the petitioner, who may have attended the festival or may be far away. Sarah Lacali is also offered Menegros ex votus and valuable gifts. Hmm. The next spirit we're going to move on to is Sedna. Now that's from the Inuit origin, Sedna, but Sadmana is something else she is known by, and that's Siberian Yupik. Sedna lives at the bottom of the sea. Her chief companion, a dog, she controls the balance between the sea creatures who wish to live and the people ashore who also wish to live and thus must hunt and eat those sea creatures. Sedna, like the sea, is volatile and moody. She manifests ang anger and depression by withholding the ocean's bounty. Sedna has reasons to be angry. She wasn't always queen of the deep. There are various versions of how she ended up as goddess of the sea, 
But this is the gist. And once upon a time, Sedna was a beautiful young woman who rejected all her suitors. And there were many. Finally one arrived who pleased her. In some versions of a myth, the man had been long hunting her dreams, haunting her dreams, hence a rejection for the others. He claimed to be wealthy. He promised a life of comfort. He insisted they marry right away. Sedna ran away with him, bringing only the dog that would not leave her no matter what. When they arrived at his distant home, everything he told her was false. He wasn't a man. He was a bird spirit. He lived in isolation in the desolate landscape, under very primitive conditions, and was abusive to Sedna, keeping her prisoner. Eventually, her father, concerned about Sedna, came after her, and he agreed to bring her home. But he did not really understand the nature of his son-in-law, nor was he prepared for the situation. They put out to sea in rough waters in his little boat. Sedna's spirit husband flew after them in the form of a gigantic bird. He demanded Sedna's return. Sedna refused, and he threatened to capsize the boat. In terror, her father pushed her overboard. Desperately, she clung to the sides of the boat, so her father chopped off her fingers. Sedna sank to the bottom of the sea and transformed into a goddess. A dog jumped in after her. Sedna's severed fingers transformed into sea mammals like seals and walruses. Sedna's realm was at the bottom of the sea. She was eventually reconciled with her father, who lives with her now, but hers is a solitary, moody existence. Sedna prefers darkness. She can't stand bright lights. When Sedna is depressed or raging, game becomes scarce. The only way to restore balance is, balance is to soothe, comfort and appease Sedna. The hero of this story is the intrepid shaman who must soul journey to Sedna's watery abode. Intrepid indeed, Sedna is no little mermaid, but as befitting the harsh arctic north, a fierce, frightening, scary woman. A survivor of violent assault, romantic deception and psychological abuse. Sedna's depths of depression and fonts of rage and mistrust are so profound as the sea in which she lives. Soaked with salt water, her long, thick hair becomes badly matted. To soothe Sedna, to coax her to release the life-saving harvest of sea animals, the shaman must approach her and calmly, gently, comb out the painful knots and tangles. Only when this is accomplished will Sedna's anger, frustration and deadly agitation pass. In addition to her role as marine goddess, Sedna may also rule the realm of death. Possibly those souls who died at sea. Sedna has long, thick, wet hair that tangles and mats easily. She is fierce and will most likely be in company of a dog, a Malamute. So, she's right at the bottom of the ocean, guys. And obviously, I like that she has a Malamute as a dog, though. Kind of fitting, I think. The next goddess is one I know very well. Selene, also known as Mini, as in month or menstruation. Origin is Greece, classification is a titan. Selene is an ancient goddess of the moon. Comparatively little information regarding Selene's veneration and ritual survives, although she described as great in magic and was apparently invoked in magic spells. Her parents are titans. Helios' son is her brother. Many of her functions were later transferred to Artemis as Helios were to Apollo. Selene bathes in the ocean before riding up to the sky in her chariot every night. 
variously driven by a pair of white horses, bulls or mules. She pulls the full moon across the sky. Alternatively, she rides a horse side-saddled. Sometimes Selene has to hide from a dragon, indicated by a lunar eclipse or an absent moon. Or perhaps Selene is just making time with that dragon. Selene is an amorous goddess, goddess with many lovers, including Pan and Zeus, with whom she had several children. Her most famous love affair is with the young shepherd in the Mion, the male sleeping beauty. Selene placed him under an eternal sleep spell so that his entire existence consisted of sleeping and making love to her. Selene spends her days in the Anatolian cave in which Edmion sleeps. Selene's name is etymologically related to a word meaning light. In her guise as a full moon, Selene sheds light on problems and mysteries. She's a matron of magicians, sorcerers, witches and moon gazers. Moonstones and selenite, literally moon rock. A selenite is often found in the form of wands and is used to heal sleep disorders among other people. And that's what she's well known to be because she is actually probably one of the more older goddesses, moon goddesses. I did do her in the dark goddess section because she does come under the dark, dark goddess section as well, believe it or not. Because she's a lunar goddess. So therefore she has to have a light and a dark side. The next spirit we're going to move on to is one of my favourite spirits, Serin. She's known as La Serin from Heishi. Classification is a lower. La Serin is a beautiful classical mermaid with long flowing hair. Her name literally means the mermaid. She holds a mirror which serves as a threshold or portal between realms. La Serin is mistress of mysticism and the repository of sacred information. She appears in dreams carrying people down to her kingdom beneath the sea, where she offers magical instruction. La Sarin is Larine's Chantarel, queen of the choir. She epitomises the mermaid as a luring singer. La Sarin owns a, golden, owns a golden trumpet with which she summons a lower and other spirits. If you find a trumpet, you're allegedly guaranteed a lifetime of wealth. Lassarin is associated with the largesse of the sea. Her image allegedly attracts wealth and treasure and is as frequently found in lottery parlours. Lassarin helps your ships come in. Her image in your home may possess the same effect. In addition to wealth, Lassarin brings love, romance and success. But she does possess the capacity for violence and is not a spirit to be trifled with. Like her namesake, the Sirens... Lassarin has associations with death. She lures those who offend her, like those who fall prey to their debts to her, and drags them to watery death. Like fairies, Lassarin has a bit of a reputation as a baby snatcher, taking them to live with her in an unseen palace, an ominous image, as in voodoo cosmology, the realm of death is beneath the sea. Lassarin may rule a children's realm of death. Her husband is usually considered to be Lord Agua. Although she's sometimes depicted in romantic embrace with Simbi, Lassarin may be the path of Izilai, or one of the family of Izilai's spirits, in which context she's known as Izilai of the Sea. On the spectrum of Izilis, she falls between Izilai Frida and Izilai Danto. Lassarin is generally benevolent, but the threat of danger remains. Some legends suggest that Lassarin has a daughter named Ursun, an alternative spelling for Ezuni.
she is synchronised to Saints Martha and Philemon, and the Stella Maris. Invoke Lazarin for protection and safe passage over sea and for wealth, joy and psychic ability, if you seek occult secrets. Lazarin can provide them. She favours musicians and singers. She's attributed to a hand mirror, a comb, a golden trumpet, a bell, a cup and a candle. Also a rattle, a child's rattle. Shades of blue and green and intermingled colours of the sea, like teal or aquarine, are her colours. A bird is a dove, a number is seven, a day is Thursday. Her offerings, well she drinks champagne, preferably pink, white wine or cocktails. Give her drinks made with orgeat syrup. She likes melons and desserts, especially French pastries. Offer her seashells, air ornaments, perfume cigarettes, cosmetics and, of course, hand mirrors. They're all her favourite things. The next spirit originates from Japan and it's classified as a Tengu. Soyobo. Soyobo is the king of Tengu. His abode is Mount Kurama. Birthplace of Reiki healing. North of Kaito. Soyobo is especially famous because of his tutelage of hero, Yoshitsun of Minamoto. Apparently, um, Yoshitsun's life was spared by rival clan leader of Tara following the Heiji Rebellion of 1159 on the condition that he became a Buddhist priest at Kuramandera Temple in the mountains north of Kyoto. This condition was met, resulting in Yoshitsun's encounter with Soyobo in residence nearby. So I guess there's like a really big story to them meeting and stuff like that. But he's attributed to a seven-feathered fan. And Soyobo is a favoured subject of Japanese woodblock prince so that's interesting did not know that though no. um, to be honest i have not actually heard of that spirit before it's the first time that i've heard of it anyway the next is soranus lord of death from italy soranus was an ancient deity worshipped in italy before the arrival of the romans and was venerated by the etruscans sabines as well as other local tribes and nations. Relatively little is known about him. The centre of his veneration was Mount Soracte, near Rome. The mountain ridge is allegedly named in his honour. Soranus was an underworld deity associated with death. Um, his priests were known as something like Wolves of Soranus, Hirpi Sarani, Wolves of Soranus. And his rites include fire walking over live coals. After the Romans defeated those who worshipped him, Soranus was identified with Apollo, who took over a shrine under the guise of Apollo Soranus. Although Soranus' female partner, Feronia, was incorporated in the Roman pantheon on her own. That's interesting that they changed him, but they actually, you know, took him on as one of their own. So you would have thought that they would have changed them both, maybe. It's usually something that you do see happen over the years, you know, when they're, they're changing things around and changing spirits. They usually do not only change their names, 
but change the interpretation of them and how they can be venerated. They even change the meaning of them. Um, as in those that were good will become bad and, and vice versa sometimes even. So they do do a lot of different things regarding spirits and changing them along the way. So I guess when they are changed, it's very hard as well to look back and think, could it be this spirit or that spirit and put the, you know, put them all into place I don't think it's easy to determine and state well this one's true and that one's not because it's just it's kind of impossible to know anyway those are the spirits that we are going to do in the section of the s thank you so much for listening please hit that like share if you can and if you're not yet subscribed please consider doing so many blessings